Hey ladies, welcome to episode number 34. Today is 20 things that you need to know about Peru. Hope you guys enjoy. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hello my friends and welcome back to the podcast. So today is all about Peru. So almost a month ago now I flew to Lima. I spent six nights in Lima at an Airbnb there and then we began our first solo woman travel tribe group trip. So we had we have it we've just completed a two-week tour of Peru but prior to that we had a jungle add-on. So there was six of us and we flew into the Amazon jungle, had three nights there, and then flew to Cuzco where we started our two-week group trip. And it finished last night and it's been an amazing experience. And in the process, I have learned heaps and heaps about Peru, um, which I really wanted to share with you guys, hence doing this podcast. So it's 20 things that you need to know about Peru. All right, I'm going to dive straight in. Number one, the people are very timid and shy, but they're also very friendly and very welcoming. Two, food. (laughs) All right, so there's going to be a lot of chicken, a hell of a lot of potatoes, quinoa, if you're vegetarian especially, you'll eat a lot of quinoa, corn and rice. It's also common to see alpaca and guinea pig on the menu. I really enjoyed the alpaca saltado. And the alpaca steaks, they are really, really nice. And it's worth noting that they have 2,000 different types of potatoes and 300 different types of corn. I'm not even kidding you. (laughs) And they love this stuff. So it's pretty common to have potatoes with most meals. And yes, that includes breakfast. Um, Yeah, and there's a lot of corn as well. So keep that in mind. Number three, drink Pisco Sours. So a Pisco Sour is the local cocktail here and beware that they are quite strong but they taste great and they're definitely worth trying. I have tried quite a few I will add. (laughs) Number four, okay so the dress. They love to dress up and bright colors are everywhere. I love bright colors so this is totally my kind of place. Um, the local style of dress will vary from place to place, but women usually wear uh, quite a heavy sort of a, a skirt that comes just past their knees. It's quite a full sort of a skirt and a colorful jacket. That's quite common. All right, number five, Machu Picchu is even more amazing than the photos. So there's going to be a lot of people around regardless of what time of day you go, but there are many spots where you can still get good photos without getting many, if any, people in your pictures. Um, There's also a lot of, I can't think of the right word, but I'm going to say security guards or staff members who work at Machu Picchu, making sure that you don't sit on the wrong thing or in the wrong place or try to take pictures outside of the lines. So there's some sort of roped off areas where you're not allowed to go. You also can't go to Machu Picchu without a local guide, so you will have to have a guide with you anyway. Um, But we did get told off a couple of times. Um, 
because we'd broken away from our guide just to get some photos and we didn't know any difference. So <laughs> we did get told off a little bit, but yeah, as long as you are somewhat respectful, you'll be able to get good pictures and have a really great experience. Number six, altitude sickness sucks. Absolutely sucks. <laughs> It affected at least 50% of our group, and I think it's probably safe to say it was more than 50% of our group, and we had, so there were eight of us on the main two-week trip, and it affected some of us more severely than others. Um, So, for example, I felt quite out of breath my first day in Cuzco at the high altitude, and I had, I've like kind of had this light headache most of the trip. Um, I also did get sick. So two days into the trip, I got sick as in vomiting and diarrhea kind of sick. And that lasted me 24 hours. And they think that that was likely due to altitude because I ate the same food that everybody else ate. And yeah, nausea has been pretty common. The light headaches has been very common and also cold and flu-like symptoms. I'm blowing my nose constantly. And a lot of the other girls on the trip have been doing the same. And it just feels like you've almost got a sinus infection. So you've got that kind of headache and you feel quite blocked up and you're blowing your nose a lot. So those are a lot of the symptoms that we have um, had between us. So when you arrive at high altitude, you need to allow at least one day, but preferably two days to adjust. Go slow. Move slow. Sleep and rest lots. Eat less. Don't eat big, heavy meals, which is is very hard to do here, but try your best. And drink coca tea. So the local people swear by this, and it's available everywhere. It is free in all of the hotels. They will make it for you and bring it to your room, or it'll be available for you in the lobby. You can also chew the leaves from the coca tea and leave them inside of your cheek so that it's absorbed into your body. Um, And one of the ladies from our group also made a coca tea drink in her water bottle and she drank it throughout the day. And yeah, as I said, the local people swear by drinking it, eating it, chewing it, whatever, for the altitude sickness. All right, number seven. Coffee is very, very, very strong. (laughs) And milk is not really a thing. I love my coffee, but it has been way too strong for me. I had to put in like roughly a tablespoon of coffee. I'm not talking the ground stuff. I'm talking like the liquid. And then fill up the rest of my cup with hot water. And then wherever I could, I would splash a bit of milk in if it was available as well. So that's how strong it is. (laughs) It's so strong. Number eight, shops are open till late and you can buy almost anything that you need at the pharmacy without a prescription. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, (laughs) but beware shops don't open that early, especially the markets, because I like to get out and explore really early, but most things don't open fully until at least 10 a.m. They like to stay up late and sleep in. Number nine, the fruit is amazing here. They offer a huge range of juices and so many different fruits. My favorite is the passion fruit. It's 
like an orangey kind of a color and it has it's huge in comparison to what I'm used to from New Zealand because ours are small and purple and they go wrinkly on the outside so yeah these are quite different but they just taste beautiful the locals call these fruits granadilla so granadilla hopefully I'm pronouncing that somewhat correct <laughs> number 10 there are almost as many llamas and alpacas as you imagined. <laughs> but beware not to get too close because just like camels, they like to spit at you. So thankfully, none of us experienced that the hard way. <laughs> thankfully. Um, and just so you know the difference, the llama is roughly twice the size of the alpaca. So the alpaca is a little one. And llamas also have long banana-shaped ears while alpacas have shorter spear-shaped ears. Number 11, there is no flushing of the toilet paper. So you can't flush the toilet paper in the toilet. You put it in a rubbish bin next to the toilet. And that's due to the plumbing and the wastage systems that they have here. And it's actually common in quite a lot of overseas countries. Um, and always have tissues or toilet paper in your bag and hand sanitizer. Some toilets you will use will not have any toilet paper or hand washing facilities. So always keep that stuff with you. All right, number 12. Learn a few local words because it does go a really, really long way. So for example, I'll just share a few with you guys. Hola, so H-O-L-A, which is more pronounced hola, is hello. Buenos dias, good morning. Buenos noches, good night. Uh, you could say my name is, which is mi nombre es Zina. My name is Zina. Um, I've just got a little list here. Oh, a good one to know is where is the toilet? That's a good one. So baño means toilet, B-A-N-O. So donde, donde está el baño? Where is the toilet? Uh, thank you is gracias. Let's go is vamos. Our um, tour guide Evelyn was forever saying that to us. Vamos chicas, vamos. <laughs> um, so no thank you is no gracias or no gracias. And yes is sí. Beautiful, bonita. Cold, frío. Hot, calor. Uh, water is something you'll want to know. Agua. And they do, so agua sin gas is without gas, so basically still water. And agua con gas is agua, is, sorry, is water with gas, so sparkling water. And you will always get the choice, so you'll need to know which one you want. Adios is goodbye. So there's a few of the Spanish words that we have learned along, our, along the way. And yeah, as I said, it does go a long way with the locals if you know a few of the words. Number 13, don't expect to go on a diet here. <laughs> they eat a lot of food and the portion sizes are huge, huge. So whilst eating in our homestay, we were served an entree, a main and a dessert. And this is totally normal, like wherever you go. So you'll get the soup, like a big bowl of soup, and then a huge main course and then a dessert. And it is considered rude to leave food on your plate here. Um, although we had to do that many times, we did try our best not to. 
And when you get here, especially like being in the homestay and just sort of seeing their way of life and talking to the locals, you'll understand that they go to a lot of lengths to get their food and they don't get a lot of money here. And so it is kind of precious to them. And it's kind of hard to put it into words, but you can understand um, when you're here why it is the way it is. Um, when we were getting boxed lunches on a few of our tour days, we would usually receive two huge sandwiches, a piece of cake, a piece of fruit, a box of juice, a chocolate bar, and a side salad, which is a decent sized salad. Um, and of course, we couldn't always finish that. Sometimes we could save snacks for later, but we were also able to hand out what we didn't eat to a few of the local homeless people on occasion, and that was really, really nice to be able to do that. Number 14, they like to fry their food quite a lot. <laughs> uh, one thing that we experienced was a lot of variations of fried potatoes and also fried chicken was quite common. All right, number 15, they don't really do takeouts. So as in takeout food, takeout coffee, takeaway, you know, that kind of thing. At one stage, we wanted to get a takeaway coffee, and we went to this restaurant, and it was called Coffee to Go, but they didn't do takeaway coffee. <laughs> it was hilarious and really bizarre, and needless to say, we went without takeaway coffee that day. So yeah, takeaway food and coffee is not a normal thing in most of Peru. I think it was easier for me in Lima because it was such a big city, but when you're traveling around Places like Cuzco, Oliantaytambo, um, Sacred Valley, I mean, where else? Puno, all of these sorts of places. Um, it's not really a normal thing. Hmm. Number 16, they are very, very proud of their potatoes, their land, and their trees. There are not many trees in some parts of the country, especially at higher altitude, which was really interesting to observe. And they have a lot of gum trees which originate in Australia. So for our Aussie friends on the trip, they found that quite amusing. <laughs> but to sum it up, I think that they are just very proud people, which is really, really nice to see. Number 17, don't pack scarves or beanies because you will want to buy them here. They have the biggest range of scarves, beanies, shawls, jumpers, and all manner of warm things that I've ever seen on my travels. They're everywhere. We all managed to purchase a few things, and they have all possible colors that you could want. And for me, I love bright colors, and they had no shortage of bright colored options. So I brought like a fluoro pink beanie with a fluffy pom-pom on the top and a gorgeous and very warm blue poncho with like a sewn-in scarf. And that was just like so cheap. That wouldn't have even been 10 US dollars, I think, that poncho, and it's beautiful. So yeah, things over here are very, very cheap. And that brings me to number 18. Barter, haggle, negotiate the price. But don't expect them to chase you when you walk away. I um, have done a little bit of Asia, and, and being in Asia, you can sort of do that whole, okay, I'm going to you know, leave it at 20 and then walk away, and they'll chase you down the street kind of like, okay, okay, or they'll you know, come up with another price. But they don't do that here. It's very different. So 
Yeah. They will usually drop the price by at least a few souls, so it's always worth asking and just meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> All right, number 19. This one's important. If they say, it's just over there, that means it's a long way away. <laughs> this became a bit of a running joke on our trip. And if they say, quote unquote, more or less, more or less, more or less, it always means more, always more. <laughs> How lovely guide Evelyn would say to us, it's just one or two blocks, it's just one or two. And we knew that meant, oh yeah, it's at least three or four blocks away. And we just laughed. We just laughed at the end. <laughs> so yeah, if they say it's just over there, it's definitely not just over there. It's a long way away. <laughs> Bear that in mind. All right, and to wrap it up, number 20. So they work on what I would call island time. So if you've ever been to like, you know, some of the tropical islands, nothing runs on time. You know, nothing happens or runs on time. Don't come here to Peru and expect everything to run smoothly because that's not how these people live. That is not their way of life. So that's where I want to leave it with number 20. Um, for anyone coming to Peru or thinking about coming to Peru or who has been to Peru, I hope you enjoy this episode and there's a few takeaways for you. To all of the girls who came on our first solo woman travel tribe trip to Peru, I love you guys. I have had so much fun hanging out with all of you. And yeah, I'm really happy to call you all my friends. So I am so grateful for each and every one of you coming on this trip. Hopefully you hear this one day. <laughs> so huge love to everyone listening, to all of the girls who came on this trip. I'm wishing you all safe and happy travels wherever you are in the world. And I will talk to you guys again next week. All right, take care. Bye-bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.